Hello, I'm Isabellen, and it's season two. This season, I'm doing things different, or the same, or who knows. But there's bound to be adult content and adult subjects, so watch for the show titles and be prepared for pretty much anything. Welcome. Hello, I'm Isabellen, and tonight. I am reading from Chapter Three of Caught: Balancing Magic. If you missed Chapter One and Two, you can find them in the show notes of my podcast. I'm trying really hard to read a chapter every other week or between interviews as motivation to get this story done. Um, for those of you who are curious, is this Merrick's story? No, it is not. But you can find Merrick's story in progress on my Ko-Fi. I am actually on chapter 16 of that story, and I am working hard, trying to get it finished. Um, it just seems like life keeps getting in the way. My camera, I have a camera on here. I'm live streaming live on Facebook on my Isawellen page. I tried TikTok a couple of times. People popped in and out and I don't, I'm going to try this. We'll see if anybody finds out, finds me here. So all of that said, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And this is Caught Balancing Magic. Annika's point of view, chapter three. Sick again. The moon was a half coin in the sky, all pretty and silver. My feet started doing that thing as I stood at the sink in Jack's kitchen. Plates, mugs, cups, forks, my apron wet, my head itching from sweat. I hopped from foot to foot, but the three-man band in the main room playing music for my half-sister to dance was not the reason why. Boy, you break a dish, you'll pay for it with an extra work day, Jack said from behind me. He had a big cast of his fine ale on his shoulder. The yeasty smell of it, fresh from his brewing cellar, crawled up my nose and into my throat, making me want to gag. He didn't stay to chat. I heard the door swing as he left his part of the kitchen as he left this part of the kitchen. Jack's place offered beverages and a few food choices prepared behind a long bar and served by a couple of farm widows. The big sink was in the farthest back, half the space taken up with storage and food goods. Here I avoided the nightly crowd, and I couldn't be more thankful. It was happening again. I could count each instance on one hand, but this, this needed to stop. I have to do something. This was bad news. The last purge had been nasty, and I didn't want a repeat. No more mineral oil purges. Instead, instead, I found a stomach purge in a bottle next to the pepper mill that would make everything come up quick and fast, mouth first. It went in fine. I barely tasted it. A few minutes later, my stomach twisted in my belly like a dirty, wet wash rag, and things started to move. 
Hand covering my mouth, I rushed to the slot bucket. The spew of my turning stomach was leaking through my fingers before I had bent over the thing. Well, this was another fail. My efforts to cure myself got me ten minutes of spitting bile and hacking phlegm. I've never been so cleaned out in my life. When I raised my head and wiped my mouth, all I could smell was sulfur and ash. My feet were hot when they shouldn't be. I looked down at my leather shoes to see if they were on fire. Nothing, nothing. I was imagining things. But my limbs from my toes to my ankles tingled, and above that was a growing pain, a weird feeling in my bones like they were being used as drumsticks. The feeling crawled up my body, body to my belly and towards my chest. I'm going crazy. But nulls don't go crazy. Our race birthed only rational, earthbound, forever void, sturdy as rock. Knolls had not a lick of anything special about them. We're a plain bunch without a magical bone in our bodies. Not even intuition. Everybody knows that. I know that. And now, and I know how to behave like a proper knoll citizen. This wasn't proper. This very improper thing attacked me from the outside in, from the floor up. Was anyone else feeling it? Were others being similar, similarly attacked? I needed this thing to go away. As far as I knew, there was no magic users or magic detectors in Little Indio. The patrols hadn't been by for month, months and months, not since they dragged off a farmer's pretty daughter, since patrols kept track, and already since the patrols kept tracked and already had the wife and that girl was the last actual witch for miles and miles, they had they had no reason to come here. Bradonna's little trickle of shine wasn't enough to register as anything but an attractive void, and they turned away from her house horse face whenever they saw her. They had prettier tits aplenty in the city, I guessed. It couldn't be magic messing with me. Little Indio was played out, mined so deep of every resource that the forest died. Some of the better-off folk had machines. The mayor's house even had lights powered by ilium batteries. Any creature holding, any creature holding magic hid themselves from the patrols and the consortium, consortium's experiments. There was no magic, no witch or mage that could expose themselves to an nauseous null like me. It couldn't be magic. I was Noel. So, what was happening to me? It scared the puke out of me in more ways than just a purge. Was I finally losing it? I was boring crazy. I know how to deal with crazy. There was always water in the hearth in the other room in a giant kettle that was refilled via pipes outside the pub. I grabbed the pail and I used for dishwasher. Purging didn't work, so maybe I could match the sensation with heat? Hot water clean things. Maybe. Had to do something. I didn't want to feel this thing, whatever it was. Boy, Jack eyed me with suspicion when I walked through the doorway. I need hot water, I said. Hurry it up. His forehead bunched, and he pursed his fat lips at me in a jack frown. The pub was busy tonight. The waitresses were at their 
back and forth, and there were at least 15 male heads around tables and in three booths. Oh, look, it's Jack's pretty boy. I ignored the drunk. It was a man I knew. We worked the farm together as kids. We shared bad memories of a childhood, yet somewhere along the way the blick had forgotten that I was female. Fine with me. Come here, pretty boy, a guy at the same table slurred. And there's the dick, I said out loud. They like to travel in pairs. I ignored them both and went to get water. How come that boy is so pretty? You sure it's a boy? Mantu asked his partner. Nobody's sure. We should find out, my nemesis from childhood answered. I didn't know his name anymore, and I didn't want him to know mine or remember anything about me. Even above the music from the corner and the conversation at the other tables, I could hear the benches scrape the floor when they scooted out of their booth. They stumbled over, shouting at me, Hey, boy, girl, you got a cock or a cunt. Show us. Facebook censors? Hey, boy, girl, show us. I poured the hot water, protecting my bare skin against the pipe spigot with my sleeve and kept my back to them, listening, deciding what to do. Berdana was upstairs. She wouldn't be here to stop me. Jack was behind his bar. He didn't do two things at once very well. Serving customers and actually talking to them at the same time was about all the doings at a time he could manage. I was on my own, left my own devices. The tingle I'd been feeling went to heat and then moved right up into my chest and became a ball of cold, knotted pressure. With the idiots barring down on me, that pressure felt like a rage that needed some place to go. Uh-oh, this was going to get ugly, and I had a hard time caring or finding good reason to stop myself from doing something stupid. I gotta be reasonable, I said out loud, reminding myself. Dick and Blick are just here to down away, drown away the day. They are blowing off steam. My words sounded like important advice, even to me. I knew what I should do, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Say something there? You talking to us? Do I know you, pretty boy? Asked the Blick, who should know me. How do I know what you know? But... But, by the looks of you, I can say I doubt it is very much, is it? I gave him a thorough examination from my shoulder, from over my shoulder, searching for intelligence. Yep, not a bit of it. Let's see what you got, he reached out, getting close enough to take in my smell. What is, what in the shadow-damned days is that reek? Keeping my bucket my filled bucket between us i turned to face him fully he needed to get the full effect of my scent my handmade perfume worked perfectly with jack's special brew i could see the man's eyes start to tear up you want to know what i am then do you well it will cost you a copper i don't give peeps away for free you got chips he looked at me in confusion i got copper chips said the dick I got between them. The blick turned green and the dick went for his pockets. At the same time, my fresh hot water sloshed all over his legs. They shouted as the scalding hot liquid soaked through the cloth of both of their pants. Dick swung for me. My smell was getting to him, too. Finally, but he was holding his breath. I emptied the pail on them both before hitting Dick in the head with it as he curled in the pain, as he curled into the pain. The ruckus was enough to get Jack bellowing. I could feel the emotional surge of his thick energy at my back, the barely contained inhuman element of him that he worked so hard to hide. 
He hated anyone mucking up his place, but his natural impulse would make him attack the two drunk troublemakers, the men, first. Jack could move fast when he was angry, legs eating up the space. The two landed yodels were behind me, one hand reaching out and catching the back of my shirt. Jack stepped right over me to get to them without missing a beat. Their drunk, fuzzy heads didn't see him coming over, didn't see him coming until he was there. Whoever had, whoever had me by the back of the shirt let go. Time for me to lean the scene, leave the scene. A woman called my name. From the corner on my left, I saw Burdana by the stairs with the shadow form of a customer at her side. Her purple and gold skirts were the only colors in the room. No time to answer. Jack wasn't a forgiving sort. He'd come for me next and enjoy every moment of it. I had enough of his bruises. I ran for the kitchen without thinking, as if that known place was safety. The unwashed dishes laughed at me, and I knew better to waste time laughing back at my poor choices. I don't like to use Jack's front door anyway, so this had to be my escape. The back door was wood-paneled and not holed, with a rickety appearance, but it had an old-fashioned puzzle-locking mechanism from pre-landing days. Ancient safety measures were the worst. I was trapped if Jack had it locked. Two damn years of working for the pub master, and I still couldn't figure it out. Puzzles and I didn't agree. I could hear Jack stomping and yelling. Dick and Blick had put him in a smashing mood. Everyone could be angry at me all they wanted. I wasn't taking the blame for what drug idiots started. The farm wives would let them paw and pester, glad to be here. I think rather at home than rather at home with their children and dissatisfied men. My stepsister invited attention like that with her witch-style clothing and encouraging smile, but not me. It was the last thing I wanted. Who did Dick and Blick think they were? Why did their dangling bits and their wide shoulders give them the right to be ugly and think they could touch me, insulting me like I don't matter? Nobody got to treat me like that. Get to the alley. Get outside. Outside. My inner voice and I rarely agreed, but this time it pushed me hard. I grabbed onto the door, ready to break the damn thing if I had to, heaving and pushing with my urgency. The latch clicked and I fell through, right into doom. And that's chapter three. Thanks for listening. Thanks for visiting and popping in. And have a great and fantastic day. Don't forget, you can watch the rest. You can find the rest of the episodes in the information box when I post the podcast.